the future of photography. Aid, when have you last read the Washington Post? Oh, <laughs> what a question. That's, that's the one that's a funny shape, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it the one that's really, really long? I have no idea. I, I'm not a reader. I Sometimes the articles pop up. And uh, this episode has been triggered by an article in the online version of the Washington Post. And uh, it was one of those meet the future kind of article. So one of their reporters went to China and got some demos of products to come uh, interesting stuff and he reported back on those and there's a bit of a camera related angle but um, before we dive into that let's just go over the history of of cameras in smartphones right it, the, sure go for pretty it. much they pretty much started with zero cameras in them and then at one point you, you remember these old flip phones like pre-smartphone days that oh, had yeah, yeah, cameras like like at one point they started having cameras with like stamp size resolutions and yes VGA just, cameras yeah <laughs> if if that if that and then they the smartphones came and initially again we're talking like one or two megapixels not too much resolution and just one camera in the back. And then they started adding the second, the selfie camera in the front. And then some, and it became better and better and better. We have often talked about this. And then they started adding a second camera in the back. Some phones have that now, the plus size phones sometimes, uh, which in the case of uh, Apple was like a dual camera system with di two different focal lengths. So you could switch between the cameras. Um, to get like a telephoto shot and a wide-angle shot without digital zooming. Um, others used those combinations of two cameras to have like 3D vision, which Apple does as well. So it's a depth perception built into the camera. And they, they, they changed it up even more with what's now called Face ID, which is a little laser projector projecting invisible wavelength dots in your face and then scanning that with a camera and making that a 3d thing so is you that, have it does, it, or, does, or does it just look at you no no no, no. It, it actually it, does it has a projector built in that uh, projects I, I think like tens of thousands of dots infrared dots you can't see them in your I'm face really worried, i'm really worried about the face detection not because of the technology just because it, uh, of the usage of it so if when i'm driving along in my car and i, I you know uh, and and i want to change the track on spotify or something on my phone Am I going to have to actually look away from the road and look at my phone for it in order for it to recognize me? Well, that, that depends. sounds dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's unlocked in your car, and I think I think it would. They're they're working hard on making this work from different angles and things. So yeah. okay, um, fair enough. Well, maybe they've quick quick tangent here. They will and might use that for like attention detection, this kind of stuff. So you won't have to touch your phone to make it light up. You just look at it, and it'll. Like show you the time stuff like that was definitely cool. in the future. Okay, all right. Okay, sorry. Slight um, tangent. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what we're here for. The tangents, right? <laughs> so it's, there's a theme. Pretty much every podcast I'm ever on always ends up just going off on random tangents. That's what we do here, <laughs> and random speculation. Um, the the smartphone manufacturers then started to add like additional cameras. There's like a phone now with like three cameras in the back. And like <clears throat> two of them are for different f focal lengths and one is a black and white one that helps 
with depth perception and stuff like that. So there's a kind of a growth in camera, uh, in the amount of cameras. And I found this quite interesting, uh, especially seeing where it goes to. And now let's go back to that Washington Post article. The title, <laughs> it was titled War, W-H-O-A, exclamation point, War, meet the future phones that fold up, have nine cameras and change over thin air, uh, charge over thin air. So phones that fold up. Okay, well that's that's a nineteen nineties thing, right? Seen that, been there. <laughs> Although I'm well, sure there's a sting in the tail here. Let's, Nine cameras sounds excessive. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's look into into some of the details. Um, let's do that. Let's let's do that. First one they bring up, and again, not everything is camera related. The first one is though, and it's a fingerprint scanner that's embedded in a display. So a fingerprint scanner that's about okay. So so you wouldn't have to have a uh, a, a bit at the bottom of your phone or anything that where the screen <clears> didn't come. Which is what we either either that's what most phones have nowadays a, a, a home button kind of thing that is a fingerprint scanner or a fingerprint scanner on the back in some cases. Um, then there is um, well, the Apple has just given up on the fingerprint scanner and replace it with the face recognition face id technology and they think that one is better others are still on the fingerprint scanner side but it's it's, it's space down there that could be used for a display and they have technology now it's in i think in in one chinese phone the vivo x21 is uh, the name of that um, that has the fingerprint scanner built into the screen so it's part of the screen the screen shows you that little fingerprint symbol here put your finger on that the one with the squiggly lines and then you put your finger on the screen and it unlocks i don't know how good it is but it is a camera-based technology because they use sensors camera similar to camera sensors and in this case it's pretty much I I, so I I think I read, I don't know exactly because I haven't looked into the technology, but it looks like it's kind of peeking through between the pixels of the screen. Okay. So it's looking at your finger. It's also probably sensing if it's a real finger. And if and they also, <laughs> they also sense like infrared. Uh, so they will know where the veins in your finger are. And that is one of the oh, pieces okay. of the puzzle. It's not just a fingerprint. It's also kind of what your finger looks like inside. Um so that is a camera-based thing. The second piece of technology they talk about are folding screens. Um, not camera-related, but display technology. And we're not talking about folding two screen things that have a hinge in the middle, but a screen that goes over the entire length of the thing, but it folds in the middle. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, you so it's a thin unfold, plastic screen. Un, yeah, so you unfold it and you get a single screen, yeah. That's the idea behind it. Um, not on the market yet, but uh, quoting from the article, <laughs> quoting from the article, it's been coming for a, for at least a decade. <laughs> so it's one of those, um, oh, it's going to be here in 10 years kind of things. Yeah, but, it's, like the, it's like lawnmower man, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, the, the another quote from the article is: Some analysts think Samsung's folding phone, nicknamed the Galaxy X, will start production in November and will cost eighteen hundred and fifty dollars when it debuts in twenty nineteen. That makes Apple phones look cheap. Well, but it's a folding screen. I don't think it's an actual folding screen, like a like a really hard crease it's more like a very it's an ang it's 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 it bends it very tightly 
it's not really falling. Yes. But anyway, it's an interesting uh, thing if it comes. So again, it's coming for at least a decade. Um, another thing, not very camera related, but it's definitely in our gadgets now is the wireless charging. Mm. We do have the, the the QI, the Qi technology, I think that's what it's pronounced like, which which is where you put the camera, where you put your smartphone, which has a camera, on a charger and you just put it on top and it doesn't need a cable plugged in and it charges. Um, but this is this will go further because they have a technology. One is called Y Charge, like Wi-Fi, but Y Charge, which will charge devices over medium and lo- larger distances. Um, the example they're showing there is like stuff, uh, something at the at the ceiling of your room, like a light fixture. It looks like a light fixture. <laughs> uh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant you had to like had to store your phone on the ceiling. <laughs> like no, so no, just, no. The and... charges on the ceiling. Okay, right. The broadcast. <laughs> no, okay, not really. Yeah. But that it's kind of this remote charging thing, and that if that comes to fruition, again, we're talking 2019, 2020, so it's definitely not here yet. But uh, they seem to be making good strides there. Um, but that could be also part of the camera thing. You know, you have these things in different rooms, and then you will never have to charge your camera again because, hey, it's it charges itself while you're in that room. So, so far, so good. So far, yes, yes. Uh, um, I, I'm looking forward to the bit where you explain to me what the the use case for all these things is. <laughs> well, the use case is not not having to plug anything in ever any uh, anymore because yeah, that's that's such a chore. Yeah, but but now we come to the interesting, the juicy. Well, you know, just such a chore. It's a I shall I shall um, uh, I shall withhold my cynical comments for for a moment and and let's because I'm, I'm interested in the next thing you've got in our show notes so let, let's go to the next one yeah this was just a very complicated lead up to <laughs> to what's coming again we're still in the Washington Post article and uh, that is nine cameras in one phone and uh, it's about a camera maker that we have talked about in the past you remember the L sixteen. I do. From a company called Light, light.co. The L16 was this slab of like a a thick smartphone or like two or three smartphones stacked on top of each other, form factor, which has 16 different cameras built in. And uh, you take a photo and then it does some math and computes those into kind of a better picture. And it was the the reviews weren't quite stellar, you know. We remember (laughs) the hardware being awesome, but the software being kind of work in progress. And uh, it hasn't really been the smash hit that they hoped it would be. And uh, these things are difficult to do. Well, many reasons for that. I think one reason is it is not like ten times better than a, a camera, like a big camera. It's also not. Well, it's a separate device you have to carry around. So that's why Light is now taking this idea a bit further because um, the guy who wrote the article said uh, they showed him a concept and a working prototype or different concept and working prototype phones with between five and nine lenses. So they're okay, so that putting interesting. this into smartphones. And... Uh, he and this is just a very short quote he says it's 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 phone design is capable of capturing 64 megapixel shots better low light performance and sophisticated depth effects 
Now, okay. <laughs> there is a, 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 a picture in the article. I don't know if it's a concept picture or if it's an actual product shot, but it shows the the back of a smartphone type thing um f- f- shaped like one of these uh one of the iPhones with rounded edges and uh, glass type back there and uh yeah well that thing has a, a circle of nine cameras plus one led flash thing and the cameras have a uh, little little uh yeah you you know how how you write the lens type on the camera the focal length yeah. it has this yeah. writing on it. it says like five of them are 28 millimeters and four of them are 56 millimeters so there's different kind of cameras it's similar to what the l16 did that, that that's a lot more elegant though with the way it looks than the l16 did because I, I was picturing this as you were describing it. i was thinking well how would you get a case right because i uh, i'm one of these people i definitely need a case for my phone i don't drop it all the time but it does happen occasionally so I like to have a case. And I was thinking, well, with that light, the L16 camera, how would you have a case? Because you'd have to have the whole of the back of the phone open. But this is actually quite a cluster. It's, and, it's the and, upper and it's half or third of the phone. It is. And it, it's more elegant than, than the, the L16. Product. And again, this is, I have no idea how close this is to an actual product. But um, it seems to be one of the prototypes that uh, that um, Jeffrey A. Fowler, the reporter, has been shown. So... Uh, it's it's an interesting take. It does um, it does probably similar things to what the L16 did. And uh, just to recap, it's it's a camera array. It is a camera that the the closest comparison that I found in another realm is the VLA, the very large array of telescopes. There is this array of telescopes uh, in the US somewhere and it is a whole bunch of radio telescopes looking into the sky and what they do is out of the individual signals of these telescopes um, being all in a plane they recombine kind of uh, mathematically recombine this into something that would be uh, a telescope of the diameter of the entire array so in this context of a camera you pretty much have what we'd call a, like a higher angular resolution. You had like it's one big lens, but it's made up of small lenses. And sounds, that is a, it. Sounds it sounds interesting. It's a slightly different scale from the very large array. This might be a very small array, but uh, but it's an array of, of it's sorts, an array and it works and it works together as as a system. Right. It it makes the it it allows them to computationally generate a bigger camera than there actually is by having multiple small cameras. It's not entirely equivalent to a bigger camera because they have a higher angular resolution, but they only have the light from these four, uh, from these nine small cameras, as opposed to one bigger sensor. So th- it doesn't it doesn't get as much light as the bigger camera would get. But now we're looking at. Again, computational photography, artificial intelligence that can do something about the 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 lack of light or the 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 excess of noise that might be result a result of that. So yeah, because uh, if you had if you had multiple images, yeah, then you can 
develop denoising algorithms that compare those images and work out what the proper color of a pixel should be and, and stuff like that. Can't Definitely it? not easy to do, but I think no, no, there, no. Are, there are ways. We in, in a future episode, we'll talk about some new algorithms that especially tackle these kind of things. So I think there, there are several trajectories, um, one being the technical development, the other being the computational development. And uh, I think we're at a point where pretty, pretty soon they will meet at a point where it will come to amazing products so, so what good. i'm looking forward to it I, I like the idea of this of this new thing yeah the, the only problem i might see is you have you have even now you see a lot of people taking pictures with their smartphone cameras with smudges on the lens because they just hold them in their hand of course <laughs> now yes. uh i've made a habit i made it a habit to wipe the lens on my on my pants before i take a photo and uh, now you'd have to wipe the entire back of the phone <laughs> or half of the back of the phone. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have algorithms for that too. In there. So what does <laughs> well, this mean? Is, you do see a lot. You do see a lot of uh, smudgy, very photos, smudgy yeah. photos, don't you? You just think, <laughs> yeah, that would be so much better. I even had the one time I ever had an Android phone. Um, uh, it it, um, it was it was uh, had a, a really sophisticated camera module on it. This was I don't know. A, five years ago or something uh but they uh they, it, it shipped with some kind of um transparent uh la plastic layer on it which then rubbed off uh, <laughs> and so i was i realized i was getting realized at some point and i'd owned this phone for a few months i was getting really really smudgy blurred you know um photographs so i i googled it and and uh do you know that the the combined wisdom of the internet was um clean the lens of your camera on, on your phone <laughs> with toothpaste <laughs> oh to 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 grind it uh, to because polish the it toothpaste, much, yeah. the toothpaste was just just rough enough obviously not you wouldn't want it to, you wouldn't want something that were, that was very abrasive but it was just rough enough that it would take off this transparent plastic layer that had started to delaminate um uh, which was essentially a protective layer anyway rather than part <laughs> of the lens and, and after that it worked brilliantly but i can just imagine you know what it's going to be look like yes now you mention it with with nine lenses it's all smudged <laughs> well at, le at least this the scratchy delaminating part i think is is a is, is a thing of the past i've i'm looking at the camera on my phone and it has a sapphire lens on top of it so there's no scratching anymore mm, at least yes. at least with at least not with anything that i can throw at it so <laughs> what does this mean for the future of photography um more cameras Plus the maths behind it, or math. What is it? Maths? Math? It doesn't well, matter. For me, it's maths, but for our American <laughs> listeners, it will be math. Anyway, more cameras and computation um, is kind of equivalent to a bigger lens, uh, at least for a surface area. In, in some ways. In some ways. In yes. some ways. Um, again, the VLA, my favorite comparison here. <laughs> um, I think the math that they, that they, employ here is probably similar to the calculations you use around light fields we have talked about that in the past um but yes, it certainly yeah. i think means that those flatter cameras that combine multiple lenses and computation are more and more closing in on the bigger cameras so i think that's an interesting development because it will enable different form factors um, it also takes us away from big chunky lenses which yeah, I kind of like holding. So, 
and there, there is it there yeah i i sometimes find it tricky to take photos yeah, physically tricky yeah ergonomically tricky to take photos with my phone uh you know if i'm you know whereas with a camera uh that, that's got a tilting screen on it and stuff like that you know i can i can be far more flexible in what i take but but oh. th- that's not to say that 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 uh, there isn't a use case for these. I mean, clearly there is. You know, the vast majority of photographs on this planet are taken with phones these let, days, aren't they? So let's face it: these uh, these kind of tools um, that we see on the horizon are going to enable a, a completely new generation of photographers with tools that, yeah, are just different, but not worse than what we're using now. Definitely not. Hmm. Interesting times, yeah. That's that. I I I like the ideas behind. I like the idea of having, you know, a le- a, a camera array in my phone. <clears throat> I think I could do that. I, I uh, that. So so is there going to come a time then? You think when I, my my next phone or maybe the phone after that, I need to choose between a, a normal phone or a or a camera array phone or I don't know the the red video phone or something like that. The, yeah, the really is getting some good stuff. Red is working on a phone. So I'm. <laughs> we we we'll see again as we often the same conclusion that we often come to in this show is we will see a lot of stuff uh, coming from the side of the smartphones, and uh, everything's coming together, and uh, we live in interesting times for sure. We do indeed. We do indeed. All right, that was it. Short episode, nine lenses. I will link the Washington Post article again. Not much meat in there, but at least the photo and uh, a couple yeah, there's of some fun images in there, isn't there? You know, yeah. some 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 good ideas and stuff like that. You know, it's a it's a it's a different take on it, isn't it? From from what we usually see, definitely. So check it out, and we will be back in a week from now. Until then, take care. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 